Hey friends, it's John Jay here. I am uh, out here on a one block talk. This is gonna be the second one, really the first one with some content in it. We're gonna talk about Torah on this block. Torah is the word in the Hebrew scriptures for the first five books of the Bible. It means teaching or law. And when we say law, you might think like the rules that you're supposed to follow. Um, and when we think about law, we often think about enforcement and courts and legislation. Um, but in this context, law or teaching, it's really the, the path that you would walk. It's the kind of life you would dedicate yourself to. And that is revealed as folks who are leaning into the scriptures would say, it's revealed in um, this word from God given this first five books of the Bible. These are sometimes called the books of Moses, the writings of Moses, because Moses is credited with having authored the first five books of the Bible. Now, that is, I would say, historically dubious since Moses dies uh, in the middle of those books. So it seems like it might be harder for Moses to write what happens after his own death. But that's beside the point because there's something... Uh, symbolically meaningful about saying someone like Moses might have uh, written these these words down. In part two, because Moses is a central figure in all of the books from Exodus moving forward, and also uh, because the, Moses uh, is said to have had this very unique and personal intimate relationship with the divine in such a way that they were in like literal conversation. And so when folks, myself included, hold scripture to be sacred, and in a lot of ways, um, a different kind of writing than other writings in the world, then the way that that information is translated, transmitted into culture, into community, and into institutions matters. Um, now, we live in a world where texts are written down, and we live in a world now where texts are printed, and not just printed, but exist in kind of hyperspeed. It's not always been the case, and in fact, uh, Torah, first five books of the Bible, are, are ancient texts, and they existed in oral form well before they existed in written form, and especially before they existed in typeset form. And the way that you receive a text, it matters to the way you understand it. If you traded stories, like I grew up in the South and we are big storytellers in the South. And so I remember like at Thanksgiving or Christmas, you would hear the same stories from the same family members. And each time it would be just a little bit different because they would be telling it to a different audience, to a different group of people. And maybe they were in a different place in life. And so the story sort of shifts for the context. And that's just the way that a good story is told. And in the ancient world, all writing was first sort of told uh, around campfires, uh, while you were walking from one place to the other. And this is how scripture develops over time. And Torah is no different. Uh, it takes a while before Torah, before these first five books, are set down in what we would call a final form. And before they reach their final form, they have some fluidity to them. And this is part of why whenever um, like ancient manuscripts are discovered, there are slightly different versions of the scriptures. Because, well, each time someone would sit down to tell the story, they would tell it for an audience and for a context, and it would sort of shift and expand or contract to make sense for that context. It's really important to know because we are people who have grown up with texts that don't change, right? Like the Constitution in America is kind of like, it's so hard to change that I don't know if it'll ever change again with amendments. It's so hard to get anything done these days. However, once something is written down and voted on and agreed upon, 
it becomes something uh, like, I would say static, no longer dynamic and active and alive. Uh, we want to try to hold attention when we talk about scripture, where we understand that it is in fact alive and dynamic, that it is expansive, that it can shift, and that it can speak even into new contexts, while at the same time, understanding we are receiving a final form of the text that tradition, church history, uh, has agreed upon. And also when we're talking about Torah, it's super important that we remember that this is a text that we have received from Judaism uh, as a gift. And that when we approach this text, we should do so with a certain amount of respect uh, and deference to that tradition who had that text first. Um, I have done one block and that's all I got to say about Torah, which makes me super sad. Uh, so. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to walk half a block more because I have just a couple more things to say. Uh, there is this story I heard when I was in Israel. We went to Israel uh, like seven years ago or so with a group of uh, Baptist and uh, Reformed Jews. And the rabbi who went on the trip is amazing guy, Rabbi Stern. And he, we were at this space in Israel where um, what we would call like rabbinical Judaism basically got its start and we were sitting in this amphitheater and he he was going to explain to us the text and he he got us in these groups this is brilliant he said he needed uh he needed five people so got five people stood him in the center and he said y'all y'all kind of circle up like you're having a conversation and then he got um you know 10 20 people and he said okay y'all circle up in a concentric ring around those five then he got a whole nother group of people 30 or so he said y'all circle up in a third ring and he kept doing this until there were these concentric rings that were moving outward and he said okay now everybody start to talk to one another and it was this like chaos of everyone having conversations back and forth across each other and he said if you want to engage torah you know a section of the book of Leviticus, for instance, you, you cannot go straight in to Leviticus. You have to move through all of these concentric circles of conversation that have been happening over time because there is this tradition that is built up, this sort of collective cloud of witnesses. And so he literally walks through all of this cacophony, all of this chaos and moves toward the center. Uh, I say that to say, often we think you know, if we want to talk to a bit of text, if we want to understand a piece of uh, sacred scripture, then we just go right to it, right? You flip open your Bible and you point your finger at it, or you open your app on your phone and you type in, you know, Leviticus 4, which is probably about some kind of slaughtering of animals. Uh, however, there have been conversations happening around that exact text for millennia. And it is important to move through all of that tradition as you move in toward this, what we might would call like a first word. Um, and so, you know, even that, to say that, like part of what we're doing here is engaging with that big tradition. It's what we do every Sunday whenever we come to scripture. In fact, when Jesus shows up on the scene in the New Testament, he is offering commentary on that big tradition of Torah. He says in the Sermon on the Mount, which I mentioned last week, uh, that he has not come to like add or take away anything from the law, um, but in fact to bring it to some kind of wholeness or completeness. And so rather than doing away with the old, is in fact engaging deeply with it and offering a kind of commentary and interpretation. Okay, that is, that's one week. There we go, I'm done.
All right, that's the end of Torah for right now. Uh, we're going to talk about Genesis next week. All right, friends, uh, grace and peace. We'll talk soon. Bye.